Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to the Our Father podcast. This is Rich. About two and a half years ago, my producing partner, Rudy Mendoza, bugged a confessional in a Catholic church, revealing to us the deepest, darkest secrets of the congregation. We have been releasing these recordings as episodes of the podcast every two weeks. Rudy has since been presumed dead in Europe after being pursued by what I believe to be a Catholic secret society. Despite these dangers, I have decided to continue his work. This is our father, and on today's show, our confessor will take care of that for you once you're gone. All right, uh, come in. Please be seated. Hello, Father. Oh, um, how long has it been since your last confession? First time. Oh, welcome aboard. Are you a member of the... A member of the congregation? No, I'm not. Oh, is that, is that okay? Can I still be here? Oh, yeah, it's totally fine. Okay. Uh, are you a member of the of the, uh, the church? You know, I was. I've been in before huh. holidays. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, j- just a f- disclaimer. You know, just the the legalese before we get into this is if uh, if you're not a if you're not a member of the Catholic Church, I, I can't necessarily absolve your sins, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm more than happy to listen to what you have to say and uh, oh, I provide that. some guidance. I, so I was baptized. Oh, great. In Catholic oh, then, so yeah, great. Yeah, We're in the clear. Uh, in in the clear, good to go. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, I just didn't. I just didn't want you to come into this thinking like, oh, I can, you know, this is like a, a blanket, you know, dismissal of all, all charges. Like you were pardoned for everything, and then find out later on, no, no, it was a, you know, paperwork mistake. Yes. So to be clear, I'm that's still on the table. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Anyway, sorry. Uh, what did you uh, What did you want to confess today? I've been stealing a lot from oh. work. Oh, a lot. Uh, I just, th- thank you for being forthright with that. That's uh, uh, usually people start small and then work their way up to that. But I'm, that's it. I'm losing sleep. I mm-hmm. got a sty on my eye from the stress of it, uh, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I cannot stop. So it's a, a compulsion, mm-hmm. and it's awful because guilt can affect us in, in in many ways, mentally, physically. Um, and it's clear this is a problem. Uh, where, where do you work? I work at a forensic cleaning service. Mm-hmm. A forensic cleaning service, Father? You've been stealing office supplies for a forensic, from a forensic cleaning service? From the crime scenes? Oh, so like, like alcohol swabs or? And other personal belongings oh. of the deceased. Oh, you're grave robbing. I think that's a really harsh word for what I'm doing. Well, I mean, that's technically what it is, right? You want to be nitpicky about it? Then yes. Well, I'm not really being nitpicky. I'm just calling it what it is. Like, you know, like you wouldn't say like, like, oh, I performed unauthorized surgery on someone by stabbing them. <laughs> like, that's okay, that's you can look at it one way. I like to look at it as I just take a little memento to remember that event it, that tom- day. Fine, tomato, tomato. Okay, great. Um, now, what what are some of the things you've you've stolen? It started, uh, the first thing I saw that I wanted was a Zippo lighter. 
and I've just kept taking lighters. And then mm-hmm. that kind of turned into candles and candle holders. And I've just worked my way up and have begun to furnish my whole apartment with so, items from the deceased. Well, I mean, it's definitely a compulsion. I could sort of see the fascination with the, the macabre and death. And, but uh, it's still, you know, it's not right to, to take, even if the person is deceased, that could be, I mean, that could be evidence. I mean, we go in there after them. So if it's there still, I think it's fair game. Like if it's been already been cataloged? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I'm, I'm wondering, like, uh, you know, wondering what's behind this. Like, when you're, like, on a crime scene, like, what, what's, like, the first thought that comes into your head? That would look really good in my apartment. It's the first thing I think. At this point, how many candle-related items do you have? A lot. A, a whole room, really. Hmm. Um. You know, I, I've got to be honest. Uh, it sounds like there's I mean, there's just so many things to consider here when you're doing this. First off, just the moral implications of, uh, of of stealing to begin with, let alone stealing from someone who's recently deceased, probably not in the best manner. Uh, and then, you know, technically those things belong to their families. You know, those lighters could be keepsakes and mementos. Those candle holders could be uh, treasured heirlooms for, for all you know. So that, that never really occurred to me. Yeah, it's not just the dead person you're stealing from. That's, you know, a niece or a nephew, maybe. Well, that that might be where the guilt's coming from because that just felt like a punch in the stomach. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, a, a lot of times we don't realize until we're confronted with it what it is that's actually eating at us. But, um, uh, I got to be honest though, it seems like, you know, if, if you're gonna go through the risk of stealing from a crime scene, I don't know, lighters and Candlesticks just seems a little, I don't know, low tier. Are you saying I should aim higher? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not encouraging you to steal higher. I'm just saying if you were going to go through that, it just, you know, why not have gone for? Well, I'm going to keep that in the past tense. Why not yeah. have gone for something of more value as opposed to why not go for something of more value? I mean, usually the last person in the room kind of lock up, so oh. I don't really know why I haven't gone for something bigger. That's. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're furnishing your apartment, like, if, you know, I'm, I'm assuming it's there's going to be a TV or a or a sofa bed or something that would have been a, a better, uh, better, a better find. I think you're very right, Father. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, there's uh, some other lighting options. I've just been, hmm? I have some lighting options that have kind of been on my wish list. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of a, a dimmer or a Maybe a clapper, maybe even okay, hanging from the ceiling. Some oh, chandeliers, some yeah. chandeliers. Mm-hmm. Like, Ellen, I mean, uh, I, I have to tell you, there are some people who have amazing taste in lighting in this town. Oh yeah, what do you know? What neighborhood? Hmm? Oh, uh, I've only I've only visited a few a few different houses, but uh, you know, every now and then I think like, oh, you know, the, the church has some nice chandeliers, but that would look great in the rectory. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I just. Couple of ideas popping around in my brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really have just been stuck on lighting, and I this, I feel like my eyes have just been opened. So thank you, Father. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not encouraging you to start stealing other things. R- right. No. R- right. No. no. <laughs> right. No. Right. <laughs> Got uh, it. Look, uh, I'm I'm sure that there's probably 
some parable in the in the Bible about not stealing. Uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but uh, I mean it's it's one of the commandments. There's you know there's ten of them, and that's one of the big ones: "Thou shalt not steal." Boy, yeah. Uh, but that's why I came in here mm-hmm. to just kind of. Well, a lot of it has to do with intent too. Like you can't just be like like oh I've I've been on a I've been on a punching spree, uh, and I just I want to get absolved for all those all those punches I've thrown, but I'm going to keep punching. That's it, then your intent isn't pure. You're not really looking for absolution. You're just looking for a, a clean start. Clean start. So I should come back in a month. Uh, no, not. I mean, you you can. It's kind of a loophole, I guess. Yeah, it seems like that track because I'm just gonna be really honest with you, Father. Mm-hmm. You put a lot of ideas in my head. That wasn't my intent. I need a new dresser, mm-hmm. bed, mm-hmm. mattress, kitchen utensils. Have you ever heard of uh, Free Cycle? No. Oh, it's a it's a great online tool. It's basically like Craigslist, but for things that people are just trying to get rid of. So like. You can go on there and type in dresser or bed or Zippo lighter. And if there's someone nearby who's trying to get rid of that, you can just go and pick it up from them. See, I'm doing that already. I'm just cutting out the middleman, Father. What exactly is your job? Oh, I go in there with, uh, I would suit up, head to toe, plastic, rubber gloves, mask, use heavy chemicals to get out stains, Mm. blood. Anything that could be remaining, yeah. So it's a still livable space. And you work for for law enforcement. A loose term. They contract us. Oh, okay. I would never be allowed to work for them. Oh, yeah. what? I I mean, I can imagine the answer, but what what has disqualified you from working in law enforcement? Looking back on it, it might be surprising for you to hear, but I've had a couple run-ins. Hmm. I used to. Uh, steal a lot used to used to from i'm um, sorry a major corporation oh wh- yeah they Did didn't need it i mean we, we could argue that all day but what was the what were you stealing like embezzlement okay that's Funds? a harsh word for what i was doing Ooh. but i had set up a dummy account that <laughs> that in a fraction of the sense that they were profiting <laughs> and it was a little nest egg for me to retire so you you were funneling a small portion of profits for personal use off the books. Exactly. I mean, that's the literal definition. That's of, a really harsh word, Father. But uh, it's it's an accurate word. Much in the same way, uh, uh, for, for example, like a, uh, it's like oh, giving uh, forceful face massages is not. I mean, it's the same thing as punching. <laughs> Father, this is like the fourth reference you've made to punching. Are you okay? I lost money on a boxing match. Uh, how much are you down? $75, but I really thought it was a sure thing. Was this in like a big fight in Vegas or was this kind of an underground Oh, no, it was Arno Rules kind of fight club? Uh, it, it was uh, above ground at a gym, uh, but not an official bout. Uh, there's... We have a, a mentoring program for at-risk youths, and they we kept getting the complaints that they felt like they were being enriched, but they didn't really feel like there were stakes. Mm. So, me and some of the other uh, some of the other volunteers 
uh, said, oh, you know, this will make it exciting. We'll put odds on the on the exhibition bouts between the uh, the at-risk youths, uh, and uh, and they seemed to appreciate it. And uh, we started off just you know uh, like with favors, like you know, like oh, well, well I'll mow your church's lawn uh, if, uh, if, uh, if 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 uh, if you win and. Uh, you have to do the windows on my church if if uh, if if I win. Just and, friendly gamble between parishes, right? Exactly. And then, but then we realized like our calendars didn't allow for that, so we just switched to cash. So, from my understanding, mm -hmm. as the stakes have been raised, have you been increasing the intensity of the training for these at-risk youths? Uh, well, I, I don't actually do the training. I'm. So you've I, never hit a child? Oh no! Okay. Oh no! Absolutely not! No, it's just, we just have the kids hit each other. Okay, that's a relief. Yeah. No, we're, we're trying to build a sense of uh, like pride and discipline, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's been a very successful program. Yeah, uh, you know, it gives the kids something to do. You keep keeps them uh, from getting into getting into trouble and getting into um, uh, unsupervised fights. Yeah, you must have a stable of strong fighters because this whole building looks great, very well maintained. We do. It, it's uh, it, it's it's been a very successful program both for the kids and for the church. But anyway, that's. Uh, uh, I guess my point is, it seems like you have a rather shady history of. Yeah. I had a lot of free time as a kid. I think I could have personally benefited from growing up in your church, oh, from and being part of the uh, the, the the boxing training mm -hmm. program, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. yeah. And a lot of free time. Parents are always at work. Uh, and that, that's always the story, isn't it? It is. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, I have to say, moving forward. Uh, uh, I, I really think that you should uh, reconsider what you're uh, uh, what you're doing here. You know, uh, maybe find some other way to uh, furnish your part your your house besides stealing from the deceased. So what if? Just hear me out, Father. Okay. What if I just stole from the living? That, well, that's 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 stealing. Yeah, but see, now you're not saying grave robbing, and I'm much more comfortable with that. Don't know if that's technically. I mean, I guess that's better. I mean, it's still terrible, but you're right. It's not grave robbing. Yeah, uh, it's not. And, uh, well, and you always have to put yourself in the other person's shoes. Like if uh, you know, if, if you came home and found your your TV was missing, and your closet had been ransacked, and your valuables taken, and you found out later on that the person said, "Well, at least you weren't dead." Would that make you feel better? Yeah, the question, at least you're not dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a kind of half-class full oh, kind of approach. I guess it was a terrible example. That, that is true. That that would be a pretty big piece of consolation. <laughs> I just got to say, I came mm -hmm. in here and I had no idea I'd feel this good about leaving. So thank you. Father. Oh, that's not, that wasn't my, that wasn't my goal. In fact, if anything, I was hoping that you would feel much worse about, about thieving. And, well, um, maybe there's a way you could, you could channel this compulsion into something positive. Yeah? Mm -hmm. hmm. Like, uh, I don't know, um, maybe, uh, you know, uh, going to an estate sale and, you know, it's not exactly stealing, but you're still getting things on the cheap and you're still getting things from the, uh, from the deceased yeah. and then you could donate it or sell it later on for, hmm. uh, to raise money for charity. That ticks a lot of boxes. Hmm? That ticks a lot of boxes. Yeah, you, you're getting dead people stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, you're getting to take it with you. And you're getting to put it towards a good cause. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what if, okay, hear me out. Okay. Here's an idea I just had. I can keep stealing. Mm -hmm. And then 
let's just say there's a lot of anon- anonymous donations made to the parish. Wink. Y- y- oh. Wink. That, uh, I d- we don't want to accept stolen stolen goods. It's anonymous. Well, I think we'd have an idea. We don't get a lot of lighters. There's a lot of candles in here. That we do go we do have an and that's like 60% of our annual spending is on on candles. See, I think this is pretty serendipitous that I, I came in here today. I I'd really rather not supply uh our our votives uh with uh, the tea lights of the deceased. I'm just saying I got a whole room full of candles. Um I I have to tell you I do appreciate the offer. Uh if if you wanted to go out and, and Robin Hood for the for the church, that's definitely a noble intention. But still, I feel like the the uh, the ends don't justify the means, or maybe it's the other way around. You think I could be Robin Hood? No, no, no that I, I have to say, I'm very conflicted about the Robin Hood story in a lot of ways. I definitely appreciate the intent behind Robin Hood's actions, but it, it's still stealing. However you uh, however you slice it, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. Maybe it's just because of the job that I'm in. I don't know. And it's true. When you're around that much temptation, uh, it's very difficult to, uh, to to keep control of that. You know, if someone has a problem with, with drinking, they, they probably don't want to work in a bar. Right. Yeah. If, if, uh, if someone has, a, has an issue with, uh, with violence, they probably don't want to work in a gym with uh, at-risk youths. <laughs> no, without a doubt. And I think that's – I'm in there alone. Okay. And all the stains. I'm in these houses alone, mm-hmm. and I'm just staring at everything. And I look around, and I see these things that won't be used again. Mm-hmm. Granted, you brought up a great point about the family members, but I just think, wow, that'd be a shame if no one ever gets to smell this Yankee candle. I take it home. Okay? And from there, it's just kind of kept going. So I don't know. Maybe I need accountability. Maybe I need a partner. But you want to bring in an accomplice? Yeah. Maybe... One of your at-risk youths. That's literally <laughs> the entire point of the program to make sure that they're not doing that sort of thing. Yeah, but this could be kind of the learning example. Of, you don't want to end up here. It's kind oh, of like, a scared straight Scared program. straight, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so that they would accompany you to cleaning up after a dead body. Mm-hmm. And then as you're putting valuables into your pockets or a bag saying, don't do this, kid. Exactly. Now... Mm-hmm. Come check out my beautifully furnished apartment that smells wonderful. Exactly. Exactly. I, 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 don't, I don't see that having the desired effect. Well, just, I'm thinking about it in the terms of there's no way I'm going to be able to move a couch by myself. Right? So if the youth is there, I can get a lot more larger pieces into my home. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I'm saying, if you don't change, this is your future. I'm the I'm their reflection. Again, I f- I feel like that's just giving them like like a positive activity to do in the worst possible context. If anything, the the example being given is if uh, you follow in my footsteps, you're going to have free furniture. It's a lesson of supply and demand. Okay. Well, we we do have an uh, an economics course for at-risk youths as well. It's not nearly as popular as the boxing program, but they do invest heavily in setting the odds for each fight. Oh. Do you have a finance program as well? Oh, yeah. I would love to volunteer my time and teach. I, 
think that's prob probably the most dangerous idea I've ever heard. <laughs> you know, we we recently lost uh, one of our uh, one of our congregation um, uh, just a just a short while ago, and I'm just wondering. Um, I can't help but notice that there's kind of like a like a lavender scent wafting through the uh, the grate here, mm. and um, uh, she uh, had a lot of uh, lavender scented candles. I'm just wondering if uh, you, by any chance, were recently at a uh, an address on uh, Elm. One seven seven five eight. That's East the Elm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I just I was just curious. That's a uh, something a little close to home. But um, sorry. Uh, sorry for your loss. Oh, thank you. Uh, and, uh, but wow, that is a well furnished place. Uh, yes, it's a it's a very nice house. Yeah, very nice. Uh, and uh, I just feel like like Ms. Abernathy would not appreciate having her. Lavender aromatherapy candles That's, taken. I feel a lot calmer when I, those are lit. So that's that's the the point of the candles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, lavender is a very relaxing scent. Hmm. Uh, apparently, if babies are crying, you rub it on the soles of their feet and they calm down. I don't know how true that is, but well, I I've never heard that before. But I mean, I love those candles, mm -hmm. and I happen to have five. If you'd uh, if you'd like to have something to maybe remember Mrs. Abernathy by, well, I feel like maybe like her grandkids would want something to remember her by, like because uh, she, she had a lot of lavender scented candles, and you know, smell is the sense most closely tied to memory. Oh god! Oh yeah, I love that feeling when you just smell something and you're taken back. <laughs> so in your case, when you smell lavender, oh yeah, I think of Mrs. Abernathy. That's horrible. She. Uh, it was found weeks after her death. Oh yeah, it was <laughs> gruesome. <laughs> gruesome. But that that's, that scent takes you back to. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, it was just her and her cats. It was her. Yeah, a rough sight. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the the cats I heard were enormous by the time you got there. Survival is a funny thing, right? It is as if that the cats had created a hierarchy and a leader. <laughs> Purely based on size, mm -hmm. and so they had determined the order of which cat got to eat first. Oh, Miss um, Abernathy was a giver in life and in death. <laughs> Cats were taken care of. I smell great, mm -hmm. and I just really want you to know that if you do want something to remember her by, then I've been happy to share because also <laughs> I was trying to tell the police this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh huh. That didn't seem like an accident. What? Mrs. Abernathy's death. You think that was foul play? Mm-hmm. I feel like the forensics, forensics team would have noticed that. What, did, what, what, what makes you think that was foul play involved? Well, I think it was the cats. I think it was premeditated. You think that the cats planned the murder of Ms. Abernathy? I can't go that far, but I know that it, it's a perfect crime. If they did it or if somebody else carried it out, those cats could sustain to live off of her and destroy all the evidence. Now, you know I'm not actual law enforcement. Oh, right, right, right. But I have that feeling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Deep well, in here. I, I, I know what that's like, though. It's like you're, even if you're not, like once you're around something enough, you sort of become an expert just through osmosis. Mm -hmm. That's how I am around Zippos now. Lighters. You're right. <laughs> 
I guess that makes sense. I just never oh, thought in death. I didn't even take it that far. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. probably pretty good at death by now. Oh, that's a, I w- let's not go down that road. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I feel like uh, I feel like you've already taken on enough criminal enterprises mm-hmm. that bringing more death into it is probably not the the right road. Well, if you're trying to, you know, you just have give me a thought. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to turn things around. Maybe I can Maybe. use that knowledge. Yeah, to help solve crimes. They, yes, there you go. Huh. That's exactly the sort of thing you know a, a town like this needs. You know, we don't have we don't have a lot of violent crime, but uh, you know the, the the more eyes and the more expertise we can get on a case, you know, the the sooner uh, people can be brought to justice, the sooner families can have peace. Mm-hmm. This is this is exactly what I mean. Like, uh, you know, maybe th- that could be uh, how you uh, how you help your community. Maybe that can be how you atone for uh, stealing from folks. Is like you know uh, uh, solving the mysteries of what happened to them. Exactly, mm-hmm. and I do it for free. Yeah, ex- just what? some other things. That's yeah, it. like yeah. A, a, like a, a consulting forensic cleaner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm trying to think. What's my favorite superhero? Mm-hmm. Oh, a blue beetle. Sorry, that's mine. Oh, it's what blue beetle? I'm not familiar with blue beetle's work. Oh, uh, uh, T- Ted Cord, uh, genius inventor. Uh, didn't have any superpowers. Had a cool gun and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a, a spaceship that was shaped like a beetle. Nice. Mm-hmm. For me, it's Catwoman. The Halle Berry character? Mm-hmm. Leather. Mm-hmm. Still gets to steal. Oh. But also, ultimately, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. helps. Huh. I, I hadn't really thought of it like that. I, I guess Catwoman's always been one of those, like... Uh, uh, what do you call them? The uh, anti-heroes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, an anti-hero. I mean, that's, I feel like it's a noble calling on paper, but in, in practice, it's still just committing crimes. Right, but Father, you more than anyone knows that we are flawed. That, that's, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. Um, you know, I, guess, uh, I guess the real question is uh, what, what the next step is. Because yeah. uh, I really feel like, you know, if, if you've been in all these different crime scenes, uh, I'm, I'm sure you have, there's some sort of record of, where you've been, maybe what was missing mm-hmm. from the scenes. And, uh, you know, as much as I hate to see a nicely furnished apartment go to waste, I think you should start looking at returning some of these things. Yeah. Maybe if you just want to send over some of the at-risk youths, mm-hmm. they can make anonymous returns to the families. That, see, now that is perfect. That is absolutely perfect. You know, to uh, it'll give these kids something to do that is a has a positive impact to go to the houses of the families of those affected, mm-hmm. and give them back uh, their rightful belongings. Yes, I, th- I think that's a wonderful idea. And so going forward, mm-hmm. I will only allow myself to take something if I solve the crime. I I feel like solving the crime is its own reward for the family. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and, I mean, what if, what if they offered you something? Like, thank you for solving my, my uncle's uh, gruesome murder. Uh, let's go out to dinner. A meal? I'm, I mean, maybe. A I singular experience? At a nice restaurant. Not, not, like a, not like Fazoli's. But I love their breadsticks. They are good breadsticks. Good breadsticks. I just... I still need to have some skin in the game, right? Okay. Uh... Maybe if, if it's a, if it's if it's the thrill of committing a crime at a crime scene, uh, maybe something minor that doesn't uh, necessarily detract. Like maybe like uh, I don't know, scuffing an appliance. 
or like rearranging the shirts in the closet so they're not in the right order. Mm -hmm. Switching the condiments in the fridge, mm. like putting mayo in the ketchup bottle. Sorry, I I don't do a lot of evil things. Father, have you ever done anything hmm? evil or wrong? Uh, oh, sure. I mean, we all have at some point. I've bet on at-risk youths yeah. in boxing matches, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I, I realize that that might, on the surface, might not seem like the most moral thing, but. It really uh, inspires the kids to know that people care about the outcome of their uh, their matches. Right. Mm -hmm. hmm. So I, I guess I can see your point that like maybe doing a, a small thing that's bad for a greater good. I guess there is a justification for that. So stealing once I've solved the crime is back on the table is what you're telling me. I, I'm saying it's not the ideal option, but I can see your point. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father. Mm. Um, wow, this did not turn out how I, how I thought it was going to. I feel great. I uh, don't know if it's the lavender or your kind words, but my eyes opening up more, the sty's going away already. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I know for me, it's, I just find, you know, I'm just finding comfort because uh, a lot of our votive candles are actually old Yankee candles. That have been mysteriously showing up at the church. Is it? Wink. Gotcha. Wink. So why don't we say for now, let's go ahead and I'm gonna I'm gonna grant you an absolution. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, as long as your intentions are are pure, uh, you know, maybe we'll talk again later. But let's just make sure moving forward, we're not just stealing for the sake of stealing. Right. And my offer still stands. If you want to send some of those use to me. I'd love to start a scared straight program. And as long as they're actually doing good work as opposed to aiding and abetting in a criminal enterprise, then mm -hmm. I am 100% okay with that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, so through the, uh, the power... Oh, let's do... Uh, why don't we say... Um, uh, how many lighters have you stolen? <sighs> Zippos or Bic? Uh, we'll do uh, Hail Marys for the Zippos and Our Fathers for the Bics. Oh, boy. <laughs> I will be busy for a while. Oh, well, once you once you know the number, let's do let's do that. So, uh, a hail mary for every Zippo and our father for every Bic, um, and then uh, let's get out there and uh, help those uh, at risk youths. Okay. Uh, through the power of the church, I grant you peace and pardon. And in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Thank you, Father. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, by the way, if you want tickets to one of the matches, just let me know. I would love to support the youth. And that concludes another episode of the Our Father podcast. Thanks, as always, to our priest, Father Patrick Connolly. You can see Patrick perform every Saturday with World News Tonight at the I.O. Theater in Chicago. You can also see him perform Thursdays at 9 p.m. with Max A.C. at the Bug House Theater. Our guest confessor this episode was True Walters. You can find True on Twitter at TrueDubs. Watch True perform in Chicago with his team Pappy every Tuesday night at 8.30 at the Laugh Out Loud Theater and the Thursday show at Finley Dunn's every Thursday at 8 p.m. Special thanks to Rudy Mendoza and Spencer Hamilton. If you like the show, please leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts or, even easier, 
tell a friend. Also, if you would like to donate to the show, please go to patreon.com slash arcade audio to leave your tithings. Follow us on Twitter, Our Father Pod, and send emails of your own confessions to arcadeaudio.net slash confessions. Until next time, I'm Rich. God bless. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's going to come back to haunt me. (laughs) (laughs) so you hit kids no (laughs) absolutely i would never do anything like that but (laughs) we do wager on them hitting each other (laughs) that's how they're inspired (laughs) you wouldn't punch your friend for no reason at all but if there's money on the line (laughs) Just trying to set a good example. <laughs> Hello, listener. I'm Nick Lathan, creator of Riverside Falls. And I'm Peyton Lynch, co-host of Queer Movie Night. We're both very excited about Halloween coming up. Not just the holiday, though, but the new Halloween film coming this October. That's why we've come together like Voltron to host Welcome to Haddonfield, a limited-run Patreon-exclusive podcast focusing on the Halloween film franchise. Planned guests for Welcome to Haddonfield include Rich Camelucci from Podswoggle, as well as Spencer and Johnny from Dilettante Ball. It's an arcade audio lovin' for the Halloween films. If you'd like to check out Welcome to Haddonfield, please subscribe to Arcade Audio's Patreon by going to patreon.com slash arcade audio. The first episode comes out on August 6th. Be there or the boogeyman will get you. The boogeyman will get you. The boogeyman boogeyman will get you. you. The boogeyman will get you. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.